Welcome to the good, the bad, and the horrible. A weekly podcast where OG millennials have honest and candid conversations about dating, sex, yes, butt stuff, relationships, entanglements, and everything in between. Starring your host, Scarlett Prynne. Pull those anal beads out slowly. This is not a lawnmower. You don't want to hit a snag. <laughs> and featuring guests, Hazel Goddess. If you're not at least nine inches, you're not getting on this ride. <laughs> and Chase Long. Telling you what you need to hear, but you don't want to hear it. The truth. It is a bitch. <laughs> also featuring first-time guest, Raylin Wheeler. Sex is like a rodeo. It usually involves rope. And it's always better bareback. <laughs> Axel Richards. Those that shave their beard for pussy deserve either the beard or pussy. <laughs> and Willow Gray. Vaginas are a lot of work and men just don't freaking get it. <laughs> so I want to dive into open relationships, whether that be open marriages or just open dating relationships. Um, and just to summarize my story a little bit, which I've talked about on different episodes there was a day when I told my husband, this is now an open marriage. And it was not something that he was receptive to at all. Um, he has gone through what I would say are the seven stages of grief. In fact, we've gone through the anger stage. We've gone through him saying, I'm going to be the very best husband that you ever have seen so that you don't need anyone else. Of course, that lasted about two weeks. Um <laughs> <laughs> then the cabinets started getting left open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, we went through the anger phase. I mean, you name it. We've been through it until finally he reached this stage of acceptance. Like, this is not going to change because I have stood my ground the entire time. In pr prior episodes, I've gotten more into detail about how I knew going into the marriage that he was not the guy of my dreams. I married him seven months after my first husband committed suicide. So that kind of gives you like a framework in terms of the, the mental emotional state I was in when I married him. And I knew, and I even had family members telling me like this, we do not think you should do this. And I wasn't even disagreeing. I said, I agree, but I can't break up with him. Like I was in such a need for emotional comfort and support at that point. I just couldn't feel like I could break it off. And that was the place I was in when I married him. So fast forward eight, nine years later to the day when I finally had just given up on ever getting this to work. And we had tried everything, right? Marriage retreats, marriage books, uh, counselors, multiple ones, tried everything that I could think of to get this that I knew from the beginning wasn't really right, trying to get it to work. And so when it finally came to the place in my head where I was like, this is never going to completely work. So what am I going to do about it? That's the moment when I'm, I'm like, I don't want this to be the rest of my life. I also don't want to break up the family unit because here I have three kids involved and two of my children had already lost their bio dad. So that was a really tough thing to think about taking another dad from them. And so that's when I came to the place of saying to my husband, I don't want to break up the family unit, but I also don't want to be trapped in this. This is now an open marriage. And it was not a discussion or a question. It was a statement. 
And basically I had resolved with myself, if he walks out the door, I'll deal with it. It's not what I want, not for me or the kids. Like I still hope he won't. But if that's what he decides, I was okay with that. That was a better option for me than being continuously trapped in the situation I was in. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we're at today, where he's accepted it. And he he talks like, okay, we're, we're going to get divorced. Like there is an end to it. It's kind of ambiguous about when that ending is. But I'm just trying to make it as pleasant of a situation as possible for him so that he's not really driven to that. But I'm letting him kind of take the reins on when that happens. So that's my own story in terms of how I ended up in an open relationship. But we have some interesting stories here, some good people for this discussion about how to open a marriage going from a monogamous situation to a non-monogamous situation because somebody's got to bring that conversation up first. And we had this, this showdown a few weeks ago on the podcast where we had two monogamous people and two non-monogamous people and we were having this discussion about why we thought one was better over the other. And I remember Athena even saying, well, the success rate is not very good. I don't know if that's statistically true or not, but I did mention, well, I think when you go from a monogamous situation to a non-monogamous situation, it probably does have a less likelihood for success. So one person I'd like to kind of throw the table to here is Axel, because you did this with your wife, and you guys came to an agreement on this, right? Yes. How did all that come about? Were you the first one to bring it up? So a little background, because we were married for 18 years total, and probably early on, I'd say probably within the third or fourth year, And again, we were brought up and raised in a very religious atmosphere, still in it at that point. And so, and neither one of us had had sex prior to being married. So we were both virgins at marriage. Okay. So you were each other's first. Correct. You had no experience prior to this. No experience prior, nothing. So, and I'm guessing whatever religious upbringing you had, the non monogamy lifestyle was probably not well thought of. It was very much frowned upon, yes. Yeah, okay. In fact, you could be excommunicated or whatnot, yes. Okay. So very frowned upon. Yes, very much. So at some point, I mentioned the idea of either swinging or, you know, I'd like to see you with someone else or something of that sort. And it was Now, did this take some courage? I mean, were you nervous about having this conversation? Very much so, and then maybe... It was in the middle of sex or something like that, just kind of, you know, in a role playing type thing. I don't know. Did you play worst case scenarios through your head? Like um, she could freak out if I bring this up. I was a young, stupid twenty oh, something okay. year old. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just like, man, but like, this would be hot. So how, how long did you? How long did you sit on that though? Like, did it take you like? You said it, three to four years it, with the whole time you're thinking like, no. I got it. What made you come up with that idea? Like, was there, yeah. was your sex life getting boring or, or anything it was like that? Or a very vanilla plain mm-hmm. okay. sex life. Neither one of us had any experience prior to. So, and prior to marriage, sex is bad. Sex is evil. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so how do you flip that switch? Okay. All of a sudden, sex is good. Sex is enjoyable. You're supposed to to enjoy it and explore it. There was no ex- exploration. There was so no... I, even though you didn't have a lot of other experiences, you still are going. Okay, I'm bored now. 
I'd like to explore some other things. I wouldn't necessarily say bored per se, but okay. it's like if you're eating vanilla ice cream yeah. every day, which that is all the Sir, time. We use chicken on this show. Chicken. <laughs> chicken every night. Yes. Okay. Even and though even though you but, can have but barbecue, you can, but you can and flavor fried. chicken a lot more yeah. than just shake and bake. But at the end cream. of the day, you're still eating chicken. That's our <laughs> argument. All right. Yeah. All, right. <laughs> all right. So. You broached this with her, and how did it go? Not very well. Very, she was very hurt. Very like, why do you want someone else? Why do you need someone else? Yada yada. Or why do you want me to be with someone else? I guess. And was... I'm guessing this is probably why most men don't bring this up. Correct. Yeah. So she took it personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that'd be the concern that the she's going to think if I bring this up. Not that that I want this for us, not that I want us to enjoy this, but that I'm already fucking somebody else and I'm looking for permission. Mm. Yeah, but, that, to, yeah. But I didn't even broach it as the point of view as me wanting right, to be with someone but, else. Yes, but but which, I, I but think something. But the wheels start right. turning. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, he wants me to be with someone else, so he doesn't feel so bad about him being with somebody else. Right. I think that's just the basic concept between men and women. Yes. Men yeah. do it for the act. Women do it for the who. I could have sex with. Well, that's with a t- generalization. That's yeah. not always true. Because this one over here, well, nothing's, Hazel, nothing's always. <laughs> she does true. not get emotionally involved. <laughs> right, but nothing, nothing's always true. We're talking about in general at yeah. this point. Yeah, right. So if you're going to broach that, a female, you see it as an act of sex. The who it is doesn't matter. She sees it as an act of sex, and who is the only thing that matters. So if you're asking her to do do that with somebody else, you have to set the you have to change that whole dynamic before you have that conversation. How would you yeah. change it? How would you broach that to make it better? By reassuring, here's what we're doing. I love you. I want to be with you. But we need to do something. We need to add something. This is an enhancement, not a detriment. We're adding, not subtracting. And I think I I agree with you. I've I've had that conversation on the air before. Remember, you asked me what I was looking for in a partner. That's type of the same thing. It's always going to be you and I. Who we play with is that's just like extra dessert. Change That's, the who to what we play with. Right. It's a live, it's it's a live toy. Us. Yeah. If you change it from a who to a what, it makes it a lot more acceptable, my experience, for a female to think, you're not having sex with another woman. We're, we're playing with another toy. This is Toy Tuesday, but it's a live thing. That's, but that's not true in every case. Right. When you're mean, talking right. about, uh, we're talking about a swinging, having different sex partners, or you're talking about a full-blown Relationship. Relationship. Those are different things, correct? Right, and and it depends on what the boundaries and the agreements are in the couple's relationship. But in some cases, it could be emotional. Well, what he, Axel was talking about, I don't think he was talking about let's get a thruple. He was talking about <laughs> let's bring let's bring yeah. somebody else. Let's bring a bring a okay. Let's bring thing. a toy, a yeah. plaything in. So he yeah. was talking. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. So when you broached it with her, did you present it that way? In that this is just getting toys. Or how did you approach that with her? I mean, there's no way in the sense of a third, like a, a relationship. But yes, just someone, yes, a play. Just thing. spice things spice up. Spice things up, yeah. yes. Okay, so but, she reacted negatively. And what did you do with that? Like, how did you um, respond? Sat on that for a while. And every now and then, it may get brought up, you know, while talking about sex or in the middle of sex or whatever. So you would still try to just say, tip oh, your toe you know, in it there? would be it'd be hot to watch you do this. I could see why a, a female would take that negative if you're saying it during sex. Oh, I want to see you fuck somebody else while we're 
having sex currently with you. Or it would be hot. That means it's not hot now. Right. Yeah. I could yeah. see where she would feel some type of way. I would if enjoy I said, watching you look great, but God, you look a lot better in red and green. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, you're going to go, thanks, man. But yeah. I understand that you're saying that you approached it, you know, the best way you knew how at the time. But I could just understand. That's a- also a way of, like, dirty talk, too. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's the way I guess I. Well, well yeah, I, to I your, got some to your point, too. like one of my first girlfriends within the first three or four times that we were having sex, she's like, you know what? I'd really like to have another woman in here. And and my reaction was first off like, oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's make this happen. I know a couple. We're on the we're on the dorm floor right here. That right down there. There's two. But my later reaction in recapping that when I'm going through the highlight reel later uh-huh. was, oh. She, like, I'm not good enough. She needs something uh, else. It was much later for me. But is that your reaction in the moment? But uh, it takes a lot of experience to be able to broach that in a, in a way that's not going to get the reaction that Axel got. Yeah. If you had never been in this, you don't know what to say or how to say. Right. And you definitely are only thinking about how I'm feeling about it. You haven't. You haven't even thought about, boy, I think this would be hot, wouldn't it be? You haven't even thought about, you just told her, yeah. you're not hot. Yeah. You mm-hmm. haven't even thought about that yeah. yet. So how many years were you into the marriage at this point, Axel? I'm guessing three or four. And Had, had you had kids yet or not yet? Yes. Okay. And at that point, too, like, the, the talk, there was no, there was not a whole lot of talk about sex when we weren't having sex mm-hmm. or leading to it. So mm-hmm. talking about it outside of that framework was it awkward sometimes yeah mm, interesting i mean if i was going to tell them if he came to me and asked me how to do that i would say go to a party and watch and t- and get sexual with each other watching other people mm. well that would have been a big no <laughs> oh, that, i will tell you for me for me if you can go if you can go to a party and you can make it sexual between you two yeah while you're just you're not participating you're not, you're just, just a you're there. You're just, you're just there. From them only having sex with each other to now we're going to go watch a bunch yeah. of people have and sex. Yeah. Well, with a religious upbringing. That's going to go a lot better than let me go bring another dude to fuck you. Right. I mean, that's going to go better than that. But I don't know. I think hearing it and actually seeing it. A conceptual. Yeah, I think seeing it would be a complete shell shock for someone who's well, only correct. had sex with one person. You would have to broach that of. Hey, what about right, what, I mean, should, baby steps? Yeah, because baby steps. So we, how did we go from absolutely not? How could you bring this up to being in an open marriage? We have some close friends that we got close with and started hanging out, and then nights in the hot tub drinking, it came out where they have an open marriage, and they oh. went down to Cancun to the. Were they swingers? Just casually. It wasn't okay. like, oh, you know, we're, this is what we do like every weekend. It was just if something happened, if they went down to Cancun, you know, at the resort down there, Temptations, they would, you know, play around. But it wasn't like a, like an every weekend or every okay. other weekend. It was so it was just, basically just when they went on vacation type of thing. Or if they ran into someone here locally. Just and, to yeah. spice things right, up. Right. Right. And, you know, so. Those conversations came up, and then so it started got the wheels turning in her, my then wife, and then so that brought up the conversations more, and then. So now that she had a friend, that correct. she was able mm-hmm. to ask questions and right, she felt come more to comfortable. Better, yeah. yeah, yeah, it wasn't threatening or causing right. her anxiety. Insecurity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. 
So then how did it finally happen? So up to this point, I've never been to a strip club. I'm reaching my 40th birthday growing up religious, you know, so that was never uh, a thing. And she opened up to, okay, yeah, you can go. I spent more time there in college than I did in class. (laughs) So... So then, and I learned a lot more too. That's valuable now. Anyway, sorry. Actually, so yeah. So me and the other husband, we went to the strip club, and the wives were going to show up later. Or they were talking about showing up later. So we went, having our fun, and then they did come. And yeah, when she walked in, you know, I was up, you know, with one of the strippers, and it was very much of an eye-opening thing. There. Oh, really? What happened? She walked in. She and walked you're... in, and I was up at the table and whatever and yeah stripper was so very basically close you had me. your face in her ass was that <laughs> right? yeah were you there <laughs> eating the booty like groceries boys. so did she enjoy watching you no not at all oh shit not at wow. all was she pissed a little bit yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. so the rest of the night was awkward 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 right and then we went back to our place and then uh both of the women pulled their shirts up and flashed us so that it ended on a good note <laughs> wow. pretty good they got to see both boobs, both boobs yes. <laughs> very nice yeah four at a time yeah <laughs> that's a dream right there but it was nice yeah. so stripper not okay but my friend is okay is that kind of the that's synopsis of that night pretty much yeah interesting wow. okay i mean not, i didn't touch the friend that night okay. i didn't get up close and personal so was the touching the issue i wasn't touching the stripper either though. or yeah, was you it can't mm, okay yeah you, i've never been yeah, to a strip can. club i don't know <laughs> what the, thre- the friend is not threatening i mean yeah. the okay. friend wasn't going to do anything so it was okay oh okay that's a good point yeah Okay. You can't touch strippers at the strip club. Yeah, you can. Yes, you can absolutely touch strippers. There's there's a whole a Chris Rock what? bit about there's no sex in the champagne room. Trust us. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. I thought everybody yeah. touched everybody at strip clubs. Uh, I mean, for the money. girls can touch you, no, but you can't touch them okay. until you go in the back and you give them more money. Mm. Uh, uh, I've not seen that. I've seen. That's guys not touch true. in person. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I've they, seen people I, touch it, it, out there. Every in one of my experiences, they can initiate it. Like I can have my face right up in your in your business, but you have to initiate that mm, if you're the well, stripper. I I've, can't just go up I've to the seen... stage and just go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're uh, giving them a tip, you can. If you're giving them a tip, you can. You you can have what? What? Say that again? If you have a hundred on your forehead, you can absolutely do that. Okay. Yeah. Plenty of random guys. Yeah, it's strippers. So it probably depends on the the club's rules, right? I'm sure. Rules and strip club. They don't. Those don't really go in the same (laughs) sentence. Depends on how much of a power trip the bouncer is on, really. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it depends on how much money is on your forehead. Right. I said I was in college. I didn't have much. Like right. here's a cup of noodles, baby. Well, that's what are we why doing they for this? You. Here's, here's a cup of raven for you. <laughs> it's, it's All right, so flavor. you had four boobs in front of you. Uh-huh. That was fine. <laughs> that was fine. <laughs> and then what? So how do we how do we finally get the the hall pass? Four dicks? No. <laughs> what? Sorry. Um, so I think at that point she was like, okay, well. You've had an ass in your face. Um, <laughs> let's just do it. Let's. I want. I want my fun too. 
So, and then I think her philosophy was if, if we show the boys our boobs, they won't need to go to the strip club. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Did we, that work for her? <laughs> we do know that strip clubs aren't about boobs, right? What are they what about? What are they about? They're about, they're about somebody that's hot, cute, and young telling you how awesome and hot and cool you are. Uh, yeah. You can see boobs anywhere. They're about boobs. Eh. Boobs but, is good. Yeah, but yeah, if you yeah, see I one see set boobs, of boobs, I can you see boobs anywhere. No, no. Boobs just make you feel good. Yeah. Once you've seen one <laughs> pair of boobs, you want to see the rest of you them. Sit around, <laughs> if you sit around with your pals. The, this is the reason that strip clubs everywhere. hold no allure to me. Yeah, right but. I just can't you tell like a fake set like a mile away. Yeah, but that doesn't What's matter. What's wrong with it? Does that? not matter. Yeah, that doesn't matter at boobs all. Boobs are boobs to guys. Boobs are boobs. Yeah. <laughs> built for fake, comfort. Fake built or for real speed. does not matter at all. <laughs> Size either. Depends on who you ask though. Trish. Yeah, that's true. I mean, people have their preferences, I believe. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, boobs are boobs. If yeah. a guy tells you he kicked a girl out of bed because she has fake boobs, you can call him a liar. He did oh, I agree. I don't. Yeah, I don't think not. guys would do that. Generally no. speaking, yes. But that doesn't mean they don't have preference. Well, there's preferences, right? Well, I would think. I think fake boobs probably are hard, aren't they? They can be. They can be. And there's also some natural boobs there too. Yeah, I got to feel mm. both. <laughs> you're, you're the man. At the same that. time, you're like, hmm, this is. It was just a science experiment. Exactly. <laughs> oh, this one. 4.5 kilograms. <laughs> All right. So you opened up the marriage. So what was your first experience outside of the marriage? And this is your first experience outside of your wife, period, correct, right? Correct. So it was with our friends. That, okay. And, uh, so did the four of you do something together? No. Separate. Okay. They're, they don't like to be together when they okay. do it. So it was separate. So it was a swap. Swap, yeah. Was there sexual tension building up this whole time? I think it was more of the other wife, her fear of offending my wife type of thing first. Oh. I was going to say, I, I I would personally wouldn't recommend people that are opening up their relationship to have sex with their friends because there's already, yeah, there's already, right. you, you know, there's it, already in a relationship. I think it's it just way safer to go with a couple that you don't know oh. and learn them because if something were to happen you're muddying the water yeah you're just right. you're just go you know yeah but there she's losing if something were to happen she's losing her friend and mm-hmm. you know, the and it's just a mess right it wasn't planned it just mm-hmm. it's one of those things that happened and so and we're what, still good good friends with them so mm-hmm. oh, like, that's good that's yeah. good that's yeah. good so knowing what you know now are you glad that you opened the marriage and are you glad that it started with that couple? I'm 100% glad we opened the marriage. Who it happened with, it that's insignificant, I don't think. I mean, okay. But I, I guess the big, I guess, reason for opening the marriage is wanting her, and I guess both of us, to have other sexual experiences with other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and since then, she has opened up a lot sexually. And was, you know, able to more comfortable with it, exploring it more. And, you know, you learn different things, what you like, what you don't like with yeah. other people. And like that's been talked about many yep. times. on yep. this. How many years was it open before you called it quits? It wasn't years. It was months. Really? Wow. So yeah. it was not opened up very long before you guys she, divorced. Yeah. She came, she got involved with another guy 
what boundaries had y'all set around that? My only boundary was just communicate with me. Communication. But I think... Was there specific things that you wanted to know? Like, did you want all the details? Or was it just let me know whenever you're doing it type thing? I mean, I didn't mind the details. Um, it was hot to hear stuff. Hot to hear hear about it. Yeah, it is. One guy even <laughs> sent me. One guy even sent me pictures and video, and I was like, "All right, this is this is cool." Yeah, that's pretty hot. But when you said communication as being like the boundary around it, what did you mean specifically? I guess. How do you feel about this guy? I guess if you're going to meet with them, when you're going out with them, you know, type of thing. Don't um, hide it. Right. Because then that's that starts to get, I think, that's where the gray area starts yeah. to get right. in. Like, yeah. if you're opened up and you know, like, hey, hey, Tina, I'm going out to, to fuck Jessica tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, then then it's not like, hey, Tina, I'm going out to play golf with the boys, but you're right. really going to fuck Jessica. Then it becomes illicit. Yeah. yeah. Right. And there's in, in an open marriage like that, there's no need to hide it. That's my unless you're thinking of. Well, I think the thing you need to be open about is the why. I mean, Mm. when you talk about I've told you when I've dated multiple people, I have found myself in a relationship where I went to one person for sex, one person for emotion, one person. And I had a girlfriend made up of four women. (laughs) (laughs) And the problem with that is when one of them would go south, they all went south Mm -hmm. because I had one relationship. And I think it's very important. Like, if I ask you why you like you wanted an open marriage, it'd be different than him. It was mm-hmm. sexual for him. Yeah. It was yeah. all sex. Yeah. Because I loved my wife 100%. Right. Completely. So yeah. if you ask her why she was talking to whatever guy, it may not have been about sex. The right. second it becomes I'm in an emotion, yeah. that's right. a problem. It is. And right. you have to know the why. You right. have to know the why. That's the core. Yeah. Yes. So I remember you telling me, Axel, that she started hiding this relationship from you, or at least aspects. At least of aspects it. of it, yes. Okay, and was that because she was getting emotionally involved, and oh, yeah. that was not what you guys agreed to? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's where trouble comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was one that wanted to be more of a dominant and would have her send him pictures, this and that, and he would tell her to do things, and she would have to go and do it, you know, and report back to him or you know type of thing and uh was that taking away from your time as a couple or as a family at times yeah mm-hmm. so like we'd be out with just us or with friends and she you know constantly texting and mm-hmm. you know and so that was sorts of arguments you know like hey you know can you put the phone down you know we're we're with friends or we're we're together now we're can we yeah this is our time now. right mm-hmm. yeah well so, i think that's one of the problems you run into is Again, if you don't know the why, right? you said it's our time. She didn't have an hour time. Mm-hmm. She had her time. So whenever it finally came to head, was it her that filed for divorce or was it you? She actually wanted the divorce or separation. And was it essentially to have a relationship with this other guy? I think that was the, the, in- leading. the intention, but that didn't end up happening. Mm. So it didn't quite work out the way it was in- intended to happen. Correct. So knowing what you know now, though, in that that didn't work out would you say that opening the marriage was a contributing factor or do you think all of that would have happened regardless it would have happened regardless i think Mm -hmm. so i have a question since you said you don't regret opening the marriage not a bit so what would be the what would be the outcome different between opening the marriage and just getting a divorce then and being sexually experiment and then meeting somebody else what would the difference have been um because the way we were raised the way we were lived for majority of our marriage 
divorce is an ultimate last resort. And it had been talked about years prior. And so I think neither one of us ever wanted to actually make that step. But I think opening the marriage and everything that happened with it, I guess, helped her to realize or to think, I want something else will make me happier. So what what you don't know, you don't know. Right. Right. So what I've heard from both you and Scarlett is opening the marriage was more of a way to try to cure the illness of your bad marriage than it was to try to enhance your marriage. Oh, I was never under any false pretense that opening the marriage was going to fix anything. For me, it was almost like survival. I I want to be let out of this cage. I feel very trapped, but I don't want to break up the family unit. Okay, not not to give you pushback, but that's why you bring me here. You didn't mind breaking up the family unit because if he'd have said, I want a divorce, you'd have said, okay. So it wasn't breaking up the family unit was the issue. That wasn't, well, it wasn't my preference to do that, but I was prepared that if he walks out the door, we are going to be doing that. I knew that was a possibility. It was not what I wanted, but it was still preferable to staying in this current state I was in. So what it sounds like is you put it on him. If you want to cause the divorce, you can. If not, because I'm not going to, I'm not going to be the, but. Yes, that's exactly right. Even now, I'm trying to make it as as a as comfortable a situation as possible for the sake of keeping our family unit in place. And as I mentioned, particularly for my two children that have already lost a dad, that weighs on me heavily. Like I want him to be as comfortable as possible with this, where there's not a whole lot of motivation to leave. Now, once the kids are up and out, who gives a fuck? Do, mm-hmm. do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I don't care. And I think but, his is more to enhance their marriage. Right. That, I'm saying his. Um, her situation. Well, if it or wasn't. their sex life. If it anyway. wasn't, I'll go back to if it was just a way to try to delay the inevitable or then then I think you you may have mm-hmm. delayed it. Well, well, for me, my intention was never divorce. But looking back on her, I think she was more in the mindset of scarlet of this is a way to explore something outside the marriage and because she she even brought up to me you you know you you know doing this could split us up because you know and that's always a risk that you'd take but my mindset i was then happy or you know thought i was happy but i'll say this my husband would probably never admit it but our marriage is so much better now than it ever was before opening it really yes yes i can see where that would happen because it has to be or because it is i think largely because my mindset changed in that no longer is my future tied to him um, and since so many of our issues surrounded the fact that he changed jobs constantly, whether it was because he was involuntarily escorted out or because he just decided <laughs> he didn't like the job anymore, this is where a lot of our fights were surrounding, right? Well, when I could unravel my future from him, it's like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Like, mm-hmm. as long yeah. as you're contributing, you can have a new job every week. Yeah. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. But you that's do not. You. But- 
and again, not to give pushback, but if our, my marriage is at a negative five and I say, wow, it's a negative four now, that's not good. It's better than it's ever been. Oh, I wouldn't say it's but good. It's not, okay. I would say it's better than it's ever been. And probably because my mindset has changed, I don't any longer try to make it something it's not. I don't have the expectations that I had mm-hmm. before. So it is what I, it is. I'm just, yeah, it is I think what if it you is. Say, I think if you say it's better than it's ever been for you then that would be a very truthful statement. Sure. Yeah. 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 That, I'm not, that, I'm not giving you pushback. All, that's all for, I'm saying. For people who are listening, I, I've been on both sides of that. I've, okay. been on, I've been on the side of sexual experimentation, and it was fun. We, it, it came into the life. We, we went to swingers clubs. We went to sex clubs. The, our, my first experience with it was with a, my fr- We were drunk watching Avatar at 2 in the morning, and – her feet were in my, I mean, her head was in my lap, her feet was in his, and she started moaning. I looked down, his t- her toes were in his mouth. And I was like, all right, why not? In I fairness, mean, who doesn't get horned up over Avatar? I mean, <laughs> right. So it went from there. But we had very definite boundary talks. I mean, mm. definite, okay, this, and the one thing I can say, and when I say something like going to a club, Going to a swingers club is probably the most respectful place you can go. Yeah. If you're a man, yeah. you are in control. I don't care what's going on. You were in control the whole time. It's can I please? May I? No one comes in as alpha grabbing, touching. They just don't do that. Yeah. And so it's a very good place to go where you don't feel disempowered. She doesn't feel disempowered. And I think that's the biggest misconception about swingers. Clubs. Yeah. It's, it's. I think Scarlett yeah. had mentioned. It's the we politest had the place you before. can be. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and yeah. so. When we did that, it was it it was it was an enhancement, and both of us knew it. And those boundaries talks. I've also been in it when there was something missing from the relationship, and you went to go fill it. That never works. I mean, for for a long term. I mean, in my world, because you end up finding it, ah, and then you end up trying to make that one work. Touche. Yeah. 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 No, I could see that. <laughs> so Raylan, you actually broached this subject. Yes. With your wife. Yes. And what is the motivating factor? Because Chase keeps talking about the motivation matters. What would you say is the biggest motivating factor in wanting to open your marriage? Well, first of all, I agree with Chase. It's It's got to be an enhancement aspect of yeah. it. Because if you, okay, so let's just say if the situation were that my wife and I, we get along great, we have fun, we go to these events, we have dinner together, that's all great. But I would also like to have sex with this other person. That's not going to work. You can't build a Megazord or a Captain Planet team where these women, all their powers combined, make one happy person. It's not going to work. But for me, the motivating factor is, and I'll go back to something I heard uh, Hazel say on a, on a previous episode, I'm not so full of myself to think that mm. everything that she wants to do is something that I'm going to want to do, right. and I want her to enjoy that. And I don't think that she has the egotistical bent to say that everything that I would want to do is something that she wants to do. So the conversation is, if this is something that you're comfortable with, I'm telling you right now I'm comfortable with this. If it is not something you're comfortable with, I love you. These are the boundaries that we have. I can live within that. Mm-hmm. Were but you I, worried when approaching that the first time that she would take it in a negative way and yes for two reasons because i the first reason is i always think in the back of my mind that if she brought it up before i did the reason she's bringing it up is like i said before she's looking for permission or she's looking to she's already got somebody in mind Mm -hmm. and she just is looking for my green light to go ahead and go do it 
And I don't want her to think that about me because I don't have that right now. Right. I, I mean, have I seen some people on the street that I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. Don't <laughs> <laughs> you meet me in the back of the Jeep, baby? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Obviously. But the other the other thing that I was that I'm a little bit nervous about when when having this conversation kind of relates to what Axel was talking about. We she had a very good friend from high school. They went out to San Francisco, and that's apparently where all the swingers go. And they decided, he came home one day and said, I'd like to open the relationship. The problem then was, she had better success than he did. Yeah. Yep. She was she was good with it. She's <laughs> like, yeah, let's do it. And then she went out and had better success. And from what I understand, and then he found somebody that he liked and immediately tried to make that work. And then next thing you know, I want a divorce and we're out. Yikes. And it fell apart oh. very, very quickly. And I Similar think that goes back to what Chase says is yeah. that you have to figure out the why. Why? Right. So for me, I think for him it was I'm missing something. There, there was a whole lot of backstory in my mind, psychoanalyzing it from however many miles away it is. I think he felt he was missing something. He felt emasculated by the situation they were in, and he's going to go get it back by fucking lots of other women. That does not work. <laughs> Uh, it, 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 and it will never work. But then when he found somebody else that he didn't feel emasculated by or didn't feel intimidated by, maybe, I don't know what the, the motivating factor really was, but then he ran and then that was over. That's because it was he wasn't looking for sex. He was yeah. looking for somebody to tell him how awesome he was. Yeah. It's not that you That's don't find that. Insane. Which, as we learned, you right. can just go to a strip club, buddy. You can. Um, $20, she'll tell you the greatest person ever. <laughs> yeah. For three minutes. It is much cheaper than a dinner out in San Francisco. Have you seen those restaurant prices, my friend? But I can tell you, Scarlett, the, the most open I've ever been in a relationship was also with the person I've had the best sex with. So she mm. was very comfortable that, hey, you think you could find better? Have at it, buddy. Yeah. She knew. She knew what I liked. I knew what she liked. We were very good at it. So there was no sexual threat from yeah. anybody else. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that, that was a big part of that. And, yeah. and what to your point, that's why I felt comfortable saying, hey, I was uncomfortable because her friend had a bad experience and I don't want her to think that I'm, I'm getting ready to put you through that. But I was comfortable because there have been several times, and, and tell me if you've ever noticed this. I'm wearing this ring right now, which means I'm harmless to a lot of women. Mm. And it also means that I don't feel pressure if I'm out at a, bar, at a bar and I'm talking to a woman. I don't feel pressure to close any deal. So I'm not desperate. I, yeah. I don't smell mm -hmm. like I'm right. I'm trying to get laid. Right. I just sit there and have a conversation. And by the end right. of the night, sometimes she's starting to be like, hey, let's. Uh, uh, nope. Sorry. Well, that's married. because you're harmless because you're not. Yep. You'll go home. Yeah. I'm not. First without a ring may stay for the weekend. You got to go. And yeah. If she's looking for dick at a bar. <laughs> She's looking for rent a dick. But I'll also, but <laughs> I'll also, but I'll also, that. I mean, <laughs> that is a million dollar dick idea. And dash. Actually, write that down. Rent, We're starting a business. Right. Rent, rent a dick. A dick. <laughs> but yes. I do Little think, side income. I do think that Raylan is onto something there because we, I can only speak for myself, really, but I, I would assume a lot of women are this way. We can smell when a guy yeah. is just trying to get laid. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I'll say this too. This is a funny story. So I, uh, we went to a bar in a, a small suburb around here. And that particular night, we went out with another couple. That night, I had forgotten my wedding ring, so I wasn't wearing it. There at the bar, I'm talking to my friend. This girl who was kind of in his group but didn't really know us comes up, and she's hammered. And she's trying to get me to go dancing with her. 
And I'm like, nah, you know, you don't want to go dance. I'm two left feet, you know, just trying to be. <laughs> and she keeps going and keeps going. And this conversation's like 10, 15 minutes long, and she's into me, and I'm not into her. And so I turn around and I and I go, now I'm 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 married to her. Where's your ring? And my wife hears this, turns around with her friend. She goes, oh, no, we're married, and grabs her friend's hand because she wants to see me get out of this situation. <laughs> She's got that same outlook of like, okay, good luck, buddy. You, right. you can do but I love Let's that. see you try. And so that, that, that instance is something that we can laugh about. So to me, that says we can have the communication. We can have the, uh, the boundaries and all of that kind of stuff. But we're not going to cause a fight because we do have that open communication. Right, yeah. You guys have a solid foundation and then everything mm-hmm. else on top of that is just. And we both had a lot of varied sexual experiences beforehand. So I'm not dumb enough to think mm-hmm. like her number is we, we that took me years, but I found out that her body count is higher than mine. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Hell yeah. Get it. <laughs> Glad you did. But there's also that aspect of, well, I'm not dumb enough to think that I'm better than all however many guys mm-hmm. came before me mm-hmm. or that could come after me. So uh, I love you enough to say, if this is something you want to do, if you want to have a varied experience beyond what I can do, right? go for it. I love that. Just so tell was, me about well, what's, it. So what's, what's her place, what's her reaction to that, and where is she at with all of that? The reaction has been pretty much neutral. And I think it's because she can see it happening, but she knows her friend had trouble with it. Mm. Like you talked about before, baby steps. If it's going to happen, and it may not, and if it doesn't, that's fine. But if it's going to happen, it's going to have to happen step by step, Mm -hmm. slowly, so that we're both very comfortable with it. See, I will give you an example. The person that I did this with, the the one I'm doing the most most experience with, we never full swapped. We never went to separate rooms. What Mm -hmm. was the point? That was not an enhancement to us at all. That was just another sexual experience. So So you did everything in front of each other? We always did it together, yes. (sighs) Always. And there was always that look of if we were doing something different or new, if I was going to actually have sex with someone, there was a look. And I, I got the visual okay but on mm. every step of the way. Because mm-hmm. yeah. if there was ever a tense, a whatever moment, it, no. Save it me. Well, I mean, and it wasn't there's, – there's a save me, but there's a – you can tell that there's, she's just not comfortable. comfortable. Uh, yeah. And if yeah. she's not comfortable, then you're – Abort mission. Yes, because you're putting her now. It's yeah. negative. Now yeah. the whole experience is negative. Yeah, and you don't want. You just. It has to be an enhancement. Now again, if you're trying to fill holes, then that's different. And uh, and not mm-hmm. literally. If you're trying to <laughs> fill holes in the relationship, we're all trying to fill right. holes. <laughs> but if you're doing literally this, and literally, literally. Yes. <laughs> but if you go to a, if you go to a club like for us when we went we went and watched people and. We had sex in front of people, and people would walk by and, like, grab her boobs or mm-hmm. touch her. And then she had a girl kiss her. And, I mean, we gradually went mm-hmm. up. And you will find yourself being okay with things you didn't think you would have been okay right. with. Mm. Sure. And, you know, and and that's – and then, but you find yourself sometimes, no, I'm just not ready for that yet. Mm-hmm. And, you, and I will say where I've seen people get into problems is one of the two, and it, I will say it's about 50-50 – is very okay with what, and the other one's not ready to go that fast. Right. Yeah. And and that's where that's that, his that communication and boundaries right. come in. You know, I think that especially whenever you are opening yourself up to other people, you have to have a clear stream of communication, and mm-hmm. your partner should know going in. Hey, this is what I'm okay with. This is what I'm not. Let me know what you're okay with. And if I give you this look, 
it's because I'm not enjoying myself. Make right. it stop, or yeah. I'll give you this look. And I think there's, and I'm loving it. To your point, there are things that you might. You said something about there. There are things that you're okay with that you didn't think you were. There is also going to be things that you thought you were okay with that you are not. Right. Correct. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and you won't know that until it, that. It moment. happens. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, like, you, and it comes right. I would have never thought in a thousand years I'd have been okay with the person I was with sucking another guy's dick in front of me. I yeah. was. <laughs> it didn't bother me at all. Yeah. I read a something from a PhD the other day talking about the same subject. The only way this works is if the marriage is on, like you had said, solid Solid. ground. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's complete understanding on both sides. And if there's one partner, if there's even just a a glimpse of jealousy that could be potentially there. Yeah, it puts a crack in your whole everything. It's not going to work. And I think, from my perspective, I know... I could not see my significant other with someone else. Let's mm-hmm. go there because you actually yeah. have had this conversation with him, right? Yes. And and how did that go? Not well. No. <laughs> not well. Okay. And it was more of a hypothetical. Okay. Because there's so much. This has been a very hot topic on a lot of podcasts lately. And it was kind of a hypothetical like, well, you know what? You know, and and we had we have a very open communication. We've known each other for since we were seven. So he was like, "Well, would you be receptive to that?" And when I read what I just said the other day, I said, "No," because I could not imagine myself watching him with someone else. Why not? I would have to. I would have to cut a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But you say that, I would say that's a response, not an answer. Why? Because I would feel like I wasn't good enough. Then there's no way you could open the marriage ever. No. 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 Ever. Yes. No. Why, Why do you take it that way? I'm curious. Because I would think that that's something that's missing within me as a woman. Interesting. Am I not attractive enough? Am I not... Am I not sexual enough? Do I not do it for him in bed? Do I not? Do you, you know, use toys? We just started. So if, if you got a toy and wanted to use it, and he said, I don't want to because that means I'm not good enough. What would you tell him? I would say, no, that's not true. Okay. So same, if he said same, same, same thing. Person. Yeah, same as a person. The same thing. A person that you're introducing into the relationship just sexually, yeah. that is a toy. Yeah, it's a toy. It's the same thing. But it's got a heartbeat. So yeah, but what does that matter? As long as you go into it with it doesn't have emotions. Well, you're not supposed to have emotions when you do that either. Yeah, but you can't control that. Well, if you have emotions, that's that's a problem. It is. Yeah, I mean that's a problem. But you can't you can't turn emotions off like water. I mean you just oh uh, yeah you can. can. You absolutely can. You're the only one that can. Yeah, you absolutely can. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you're the only one that's in control of your emotions. So if you're going into it with like, babe, we're gonna fuck the shit out of this couple, and that's it. That's it. You're not going to fuck them with. Oh you don't God, know their so names. Mean. You don't know what they do. But you don't I know think, where they are. But I think it also comes from your core values, from how you were raised. What does that have yeah. to do with anything? No. I think it it's has everything, everything to do with, with everything. everything. By saying that your core values are that, that the people who have opened their marriage, are you criticizing their core values? No, not at all. I'm under the saying that everybody can do anything they want to do. Yes. 
and I'm cool with that. It's just not for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, so where does core values come into? Yes, that's what I, that's what I'm I think asking. Because I was raised, my mom and well, I lost my father very young, but my mom never talked about sex with me. Never. I mean, when I told her I was going on birth control at at 18 right. and I was still a virgin, she lost her shit. Yeah. And I was raised very, you know, kind of like Axel. Conservative. Most of us have been. Yeah. I was raised the same way. Yeah. In so a was small I. in a yeah. small Midwestern town of three thousand people. So is there a lot of shame associated with sex for you? Yes. Oh okay. yeah. Yes. And you know, it was a town of like three thousand people and we had a religious cult in the town that ran the town. So the I, whole- I and the, what I was trying to get and I don't want to be combative, that I, if I came across that way, I apologize up front. No. Is that I don't okay. know that shame's a core value. And it it's, sounds like shame was part of the problem. I don't know that that's a core value. Instead of saying it's a core value, I was trying to get to, is it is it the shame that would be felt of because I, of sex was such a taboo taboo thing that watching him or you guys being with other people would make you you feel know a I don't way. I don't I don't think so. I think it's just actually the hurt that I would feel. It it would break my heart. It would break my heart because I, I, I love him that much. And I think to your point about it being a core value, I mean, Axel, you can probably relate to this. I know you can. I can. It is so drilled into you, and I think that's what made the non-monogamy monogamy episode so interesting is because it is drilled into you from the media and from your religion, and sometimes, in my case, it was from my mother Yep. That you will find one person and you will fuck that person. She didn't say that. <laughs> right, right. She right. said anal okay, doesn't mom. count, so you're good. She's yeah. Like, yeah. Right. yeah. Okay, little Raylan. Right. I know you're just five, but you're gonna fuck one person. Mm-hmm. Let's go watch Elmo. Um, no, but but that was the mindset that that you are going to find one person that's going to yeah. be one person your your purpose for sex will be mostly procreation yep. right and so it it as much as once you kind of realize that that doesn't have to be your path right. there's still that little bit of you that's it's been programmed in there mm-hmm. and so it's is it shame is it conditioning it yeah it 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 all plays into that and so you have to if you're going to do it you've got to get over that you have to and definitely you, unlearn right. a lot of right. things well, yes. and, and if you can't or you don't want to cool that's oh absolutely cool. and yes. without without yeah. aging myself and i was a girl in the bars in the 90s like we had no apps we had no i'm probably the oldest oldest one here i would well assume. like it was like hey there was a lot of one-nighters. Oh, you bars. had to close yeah. the deal in 15 minutes and keep her friends away from her. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. You want a salesman, get a guy in the early yeah. 90s who can close the deal at low. Yeah. From last call to when her friends rounded her yeah. up in the car. Yes. yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. Those were the days. I mean, yes. there was no apps and texting and uh-uh. a dude in his mom's basement, right. you know, swiping and whatever the hell they do now. There was none of that. I was in my dad's basement. Thank you. Yeah. But, <laughs> we were we were the real deal, man. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, not only not, you had to get a wingman to wing keep man. her friends away, right? So you had a chance, right? right. No, get a rodeo clown, boy. Right. Right. Get that bull in that corner. I'm gonna go so, after this bucking bronc, boys. I'm I'm one. It's a little scarlet, and I've had these conversations because I'm of the opinion that I want that one person. And what I've done in my past, where I feel I have made mistakes. Mm-hmm. is when I was looking for that one person and I found somebody who was 80% awesome, 
I continually look for that 20% that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I should have done, in my opinion, is I should have tried to get that 80% to 85 or 90 and been thrilled to death mm-hmm. and not looked for that other 10. So when I ask people, when they say, well, open it up, if you're trying to find that 20% that's missing, don't do that. If you're yeah. trying to enhance yeah. part of that 80% you have, yes. then God love you. Yeah. Yes. But that's why I ask about yeah. Why? Yeah. I'm a big why guy. And I think for, for my purposes, it, it was seeing that relationship that, that got opened up and didn't work where it was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I thought maybe I wanted that, but maybe I don't. And and I came to the realization that I'm okay with having it. I'm okay with not mm-hmm. having it because if if I'm coming at it with the, the idea of it's an enhancement, but she's coming at it from the area of, of I'm missing it, then I don't want, I don't want to go Correct. in. Correct. You don't want that. I don't want right. that. But if we're both coming into it with the idea of, you know what, this could be fun. We could, yeah. we could, right. yeah. we could have this person in here and then we can go 12 years right. without doing it again mm-hmm. because we're solid. No, but I, you've yeah. got to be able to communicate right. that. That's and that's got to be on that same But page. I think right. it's up to both people in the marriage to keep it saucy, to keep it. To keep it hot. Yes. That's regardless. Yes, that's regardless. Yeah, because I think I think it it can get vanilla. It can get so boring. And and I think that's why I think that's why people stray. Because it just it's it's just mundane and Yeah. You lose when it's mundane, you lose the effect. Correct. You can have sex every day and still cheat. Because the sex you're having doesn't do anything it's it doesn't make you feel important and i think that's where uh, scarlett and i agree that you know we like variety yeah Mm -hmm. and having those options available with our partner to say hey it's you and i baby against the entire world but we also get to play whenever we want because we like those options you know we like the variety but at the end of the day we're still going to be with you and continue to build a foundation Mm -hmm. and to Try to take over the world, so to speak. Right. So that we're not creating that boring vanilla sex life. Yeah. So I was monogamous for most of my life for, I guess, 38 years. And I've only been poly now for about two and a half years. And one thing I've observed about this lifestyle is that it will put a spotlight on every insecurity that you have. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Even just thinking about yeah. it does for me. And I think yeah. That's why I said you have to let go of your ego. Yeah, but I appreciate that about it because I am very dedicated to self-improvement mm-hmm. and growth. So whenever I do start having those insecure thoughts, now that's my trigger. Okay, there's something going on here that Mm -hmm. I need to look at within myself if I'm feeling some kind of certain way about it. At the end of the day, my philosophy is, okay, let's say I'm in a relationship and it's open, and I'm talking about outside of my marriage, right? Not my marriage. Obviously, we've already discussed that's probably coming to an end soon. But those relationships I've been in where I had a boyfriend, it was an open relationship. We were seeing other people aside from each other. And I was feeling some kind of way. That's whenever it was my little trigger to say, okay, what's going on here in me? Mm -hmm. And starting to build, I guess, that fortitude to say, you know what? There may be a point when we come to a place of saying we would be better off separate mm-hmm. or with other people that this is not working well. And that's not a reflection of me. That doesn't make me lesser of a person as a girlfriend, as a woman. 
it is simply this puzzle piece doesn't work mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And that also yeah. comes with being self-aware. Not everybody is self-aware. Yeah. Oh, I no, agree. That's very true. Right. Yeah. Well, that's why I was, you know, I always ask the why, and it's not a judgment call. It's a if you know, if you know why you would do something, then you know what you need to work on or what situation not to put yourself in. Mm -hmm. Like when I talked mm -hmm. about, there were things that that I knew if we put me in that situation. I would not handle it well. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. And I knew that. So being self-aware and saying the way to, I didn't feel like I needed to get past it. Just like when you said, I don't want to see that. That's yeah. not a, you need to get past it. That's it. I'm not putting myself in that situation. situation. Right. Yes. Yeah. And so there's two ways to go about it. But if you acknowledge it's a problem, yeah. then how you fix it can be, don't put yourself in that situation or work on it. Right. I think right. both are absolutely acceptable and that's why yeah. they, i'll say this i'm glad you're in the room on this conversation because something you brought up uh actually got my wheels turning the idea of you were always there in the same room mm -hmm. because i think the jealousy aspect and i've i've been known to be jealous from time to time i think that came from a place of insecurity mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. if if we do ultimately decide to open this up i'm i'm going to want to be one that knows the details mm -hmm. i'm going to be one of, and, you know and you're, and you're that's, part of that's, it cuz with the boundaries of you're part yeah, of relationship i'll be part of it in a way yeah. i don't i don't know that i necessarily have to be in the room but watching I, I it on video is part of it. Yeah, you're still mm -hmm. part of it. Yeah. Well, that that's that was yes. that's been the joke always. We right. we do have an open relationship right now. Right. Uh, my wife can sleep with any woman as long as she videotapes it, right. uh, and I get <laughs> she can sleep with any pro athlete as long as she gets knocked up because daddy right. needs a retirement plan. <laughs> so. <laughs> However, you share, but that. there is some truth right. to that. That if she's going to go off and do these things, and I'm not actually going to be there, yeah, I kind of want to know what happened. Tell me about it, because I think as soon as she starts hiding that she's with somebody, it's over. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. the again, relationship, not just the openness, yeah. the right. relationship. But is I right. feel like again, that's within the boundaries. You know, yeah. Some yeah. guys want to know about every detail. Some guys, just like yeah. Chase was saying, wants to be there, and some guys are like, hey. I find it attractive that you're getting fucked by these other guys. I don't know, want to necessarily watch. Yes. But I want to hear about it or I want to just know about what you're doing. Exactly. And some guys don't want to know. Well, see, there's, and there's nothing wrong with that either. Right. I'm just saying for me, I've got to be clear about what my boundary yes. is. Right. Yes. And that's Otherwise, what boundaries are, are very major in opening up any type of relationship because that's part of the communication that you guys have. And know, like I'm comfortable with this and I'm not comfortable with this. And well, know that you can change. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. What Willow said a minute ago, 10 years ago, if she'd have said, if you're with somebody, I'd cut a bitch. <laughs> I would have said, grow the fuck up. Now I would say, thank you, baby. Mm -hmm. there, you, you can change. Yeah. I mean, you, what's important to you can change. Absolutely. Well, and, and yeah. I think it, it also depends on, where you or your partner, your spouse, where they've come from. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Because my partner has been cheated on. He was married before and was cheated on. Opened up the computer and, and found it. And it was a 17-year marriage. And they had three yeah. kids. And it broke him. So coming from that position, you know, no wonder he wouldn't want to share me or open up the marriage. I think so. He hadn't gotten over that. He hadn't healed from that. Right. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. See, I and think I think so. words are important. That's why I ask. I didn't share her with anybody. I, I didn't. I never viewed it as I was sharing her. Mm -hmm. She was mine. 
Right. And yeah. you were getting the benefit of just being there. There. I never <laughs> shared anything. Yeah. I mean yeah. that and that and that was that, the why I, I had to be too. there. I was present in the room and we had definite boundaries on the activities yeah. because the second I felt like it didn't matter if I was there, yeah, then that's a problem. that was a yeah. problem for me. And yeah. it yeah. was no longer enhancing our sex life. Right. She right. was having her own sex life. I didn't want that. Right. Yeah. Because there is something hot about like your partner watching you and looking over and watching him, looking at him. That is super hot. Right. If you think if, if you've ever if you've ever got a toy that I can control from my phone and I'm watching you at dinner. I mean, there's the game we used to play. You and I would go out. I'd put the toy you'd put in your panties. I'd have it on my phone and you'd sit at the bar. And when a guy came up and started talking to you, I'd start playing. Could I make you come before you finished? He bought you a drink. You finished it. Wow. It was a game. Man. I mean, it was fun. What was it? You Did like you a hot wife scenario? The toy, yeah, I'll, I'll give you the name. Yeah. But it was, there's several of them. Yeah. But that was fun. I was 30 feet away watching. And, yeah. you, would, and you could just, and it was, it was hilarious because she, he'd get a drink. And now. Trying and to get her to. It was, absolutely. Trying to get her to come before, before she, she finished the drink. Her Cosmo. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that, hell, that's better than sitting at home she's watching gonna Netflix. Fu- but she's going to. Fuck with you and order a Long Island iced tea in a goddamn tumbler like this, and you're like, "All right, game on!" Right? Challenge accepted, baby. Let's go. And then she's gonna order a thimble of whiskey. But see, but we had definite boundaries. When she would do something like that, we would have a game. And if she ever felt uncomfortable, she'd order a Scotch neat. Oh, and if mm. I saw a Scotch neat, that meant this guy's doing. And I would just walk over, and she'd hand it to me, and I'd say, "Hey, dude, thanks for the drink." What we need to oh. game film some of the time because you got some tricks, and I buddy. Think, I, mean. I think that's 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 amazing that you guys do that because in the, in that type of relationship, it is about you and your partner, right? And mm-hmm. it is about hey, let's go have fun, and what is fun considered to us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. And so going out and doing things like that, or going to swingers club, or, or whatever it is. It's it's that excitement of oh my gosh we're talking about this and this is what we're planning on doing, and then you get to do it and just knowing like he was saying at the bar, that my man is watching this dude flirt with me. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you as a guy, the fact that I was in control of everything and she knew she was safe and secure, it's amazing. It was hot for her. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, it was hot. And for it's her. it is yeah. kind of fun to be just naughty with your own partner. Yes. You don't have to have somebody right. Else. It, yeah. I mean, not like, oh, we're going to order a plate of fries. Naughty. <laughs> we're ordering He's a plate of dinner. We're going to have right. cars I'm tonight. About, I'm talking about, hey, we're on our way back from the concert that we just enjoyed, and we're in the parking garage. Zip. Right. <laughs> oh, no. The, we would go do something like that, and we'd, it, we'd get a hotel room, go to the hotel bar. We'd barely get in the hotel room before yeah. she was just, let's go. Yeah. And yeah. it was just hot. It was just yeah. fun. And that's those are things that were – that. When you start setting those boundaries and they're hard boundaries, yeah. you find ways to have fun in those boundaries. Yeah, yeah 100%. Because they're, th- those, th- that whole thing, it makes it fun for both of you guys. Yeah. And you're very clear. So did you set boundaries. those parameters? Like, did you sit down and say, okay, this is not okay, this is okay? We started, yes, we started talking about things. For instance, I will tell you, I, I made this comment to her. I said, if you ever cheat on me, don't suck his dick. Because that's such a more passionate, intimate thing than having sex. Mm-hmm. It will hurt me. 
So I thought going that's to a, interesting because yeah. a lot of couples that's reverse where you can only suck the dick and not penetrate. If some, if, yeah, but well, side some couples wife, are like, you can fuck her in the ass, you can do, yeah. but if you kiss her, yep, I've never yeah. heard people like that. Yeah, too. so if that's you had, interesting. If Why do you think that's more intimate? Because he's like, you're doing something just for him. It's not an activity. You are pleasing him. And it's I don't not doing re- anything for the woman. Right. But some girls love oh. to suck. Mm. Well, they do. Yeah, but I, but but I'm not some girl, so it's all about me. Right? <laughs> so, uh, when we're doing, so that was something I had, and t- and so we had, and she had some things, and so we listed them. Then we went to a club, and we watched, and you got a little more comfortable, and a little mm-hmm. more comfortable, and then you would touch, and you would do, you would do other things, and we would have sex in front of people, and then like I said, we were having sex, and girl came by, and they they looked, they asked, started playing with her boobs, and she liked it, and the girl started kissing her. And I mean, just over time, you realize there's no reason to be jealous. This is mm-hmm. a, This is not a substitute for me. Just like right. a yeah. vibrator is not a substitute for my dick. It's just fun. Yeah. And you realize that it's a fun thing. And once you, once you once that mindset that mindset shifts from this is a threat to this is a party. That, that it makes it a lot easier to and, open up. And that's why I say there's no emotions that get involved because you're completely cut off to the emotion with play toys. You have a deep connection with your partner because of those boundaries and a clear understanding that going into this, this is what we're doing together. Right. Not, that, that was always mine. It was always yeah. she and I doing it. We were doing something. It was never she was doing something or I was doing right. something. It was always we were doing something. And I think that's why I gravitate more towards the lifestyle than just a monogamous. But it's different for every couple. Oh, no, no. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Whatever every, your every boundaries situation. are, yeah. I'm not right. judging at all. Right. Your right. boundaries yeah. are, yeah. yeah. I mean, there are some couples that only thing they do is just touch or just kiss I don't or care make if your out with or full whatever. Swap angle. Right. Or whatever swap your boundaries that. are, you're, I mean, <laughs> right. there's no judging. Just, yeah. right. But just whatever you set, you have to stay. You have it's to find fun within those boundaries. Right. Within that. Yeah. Right. And then, so, and then together you because I think that's where limits. the that's where the problem came with right. Axel, right? Like she eventually it was there was too much on the phone. There she was, was not honest, yeah, 100%. yeah. And she yeah. started and and, and you, so she broke that boundary. She wasn't right. communicating it with you. She was hiding things from you, and then it fell apart. Well, Axel's boundary right. was it's going to be physical and no, not emotional and, and not emotional. And she right. broke and that she, boundary, and then yeah. she caught right. feelings. Right. Yeah. Right. So but if we could then, summarize but, how to have the optimal success in doing this, honesty would certainly be part of number it. Number one. Yeah. I would say the biggest do, foundational thing. Like I was even okay with a little bit of emotional because I knew that I couldn't give to her that because she complained about that our entire marriage, uh, the emotional side. So, but I was okay with that as long as there was communication still. Ah, okay. And there were okay. still boundaries. Okay, whenever we're together, he's – He's gone. You're, mm. you're not texting back and forth. Would, would you agree with this, Chase? At the beginning, it's very important to sit down and actually think about what is important to you, what your boundaries yes. are. But, but be willing and open-minded enough to realize that that can change yes. as you oh, yeah. go. Absolutely. Through this yes. I would say the first yeah. thing you should do is write your passwords for your cell numbers on a piece of paper, mm-hmm. so you can pick them up whenever you want to. Because mm-hmm. if you have to hide anything, you shouldn't do this at all. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the second thing I would do is I would write down. The five things you want, the five things she wants, and see if any of them overlap. Mm-hmm. And then as you go, sit down, and when you ever want to add or, or move those boundary parameters, you do it together. Right. Yes, and and they can move. They can, and they always. I mean, one of the hottest things she ever did to me is she asked me, "Okay, baby, what's something you want?" 
and I we were I was sitting down and I said I want two girls to blow me, and I said I want you to lick come off somebody's face. Whew. Ten minutes later, <laughs> ten minutes later, I am sitting there and this chick drink. comes up and says, "Hi, how are you?" and kneels in front of me, and I'm like, "What?" and I look over and she's just smiling. Here she comes. That's just hot. That is yeah. so hot. Now I can't tell you the person's name. I've never <laughs> seen them again. I don't, and I don't. I didn't care. It was a toy, and that's all it was. And 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 I knew that that she did that for right. me. Mm-hmm. She didn't do it for her. I wanted something, and she went out and made it happen. If she would have asked me to move mountains. Five minutes after that, <laughs> I would have moved them wherever she was. I would have done whatever she wanted me to do because she did that for me. Yeah, and so there, it, it can enhance, mm-hmm. but the, but it, it can. So I'm not gonna, I'm not judge or critiquing. It's just when you start overlapping boundaries, start doing this, you're done. It's done. Yeah, you're yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. 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 So to again summarize, where people could have the optimal success in an open relationship, communication is huge. Yes. I say a solid That's foundation, like mm-hmm. coming at the beginning to set the parameters around all the various things in this relationship and outside the relationship, including STDs. How right. are we going to handle that? You know, what what are our boundaries around that? What are our boundaries around communication? What are our boundaries around it being emotional versus yep. just transactional? Those are all things that need to be communicated in the beginning. And be specific. Specific? Yeah. yeah. yeah I don't think you can Very be too open. specific. No. Yeah. I mean, if you think, if I was with Willow and she said, if I saw you have sex with somebody, I'd cut her. <laughs> I would say, well, what if I kissed her? Started the, some, a yeah. baby step. Right. Mm-hmm. And see, okay, was kissing okay? Well, yeah, that was kind of hot. Because what I would do is I would kiss her, and then I would beeline over to her and kiss her. And I would make her feel part of it. And mm. and you start, wherever you think you should start, take four steps back and start there. Yeah. And then realize that things could change and Absolutely. be okay with things changing. Yes. And don't get frustrated if your partner wants to change something, which is probably inevitably going to happen. happen. Yes. Yeah. Because as we talked about, what you thought you would be okay with, maybe you aren't. Right. Yeah. But or then simultaneously so. realize if you have a feeling about something, it could be an issue within yourself that needs mm-hmm. to be dealt Correct. with. Yeah. Not an issue with the situation or your partner. Right. Mm-hmm. Know why you have that feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. If all of a sudden you're wanting to, if, you, if I started thinking I want to text this girl outside of the two of us, then I need to delete that number immediately. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, immediately yeah. need to delete that number. Yeah. yeah. As soon as there's some temptation to be dishonest, some serious introspection needs to Correct. happen. I I mean, it's an integrity thing for me. Well, it was a why yeah. thing for me. It yeah. was why, why, what was I trying to replace this person with that I didn't have here? That, that was what it was for me. Why, why did I feel the need to hide whatever it was? Yeah. And, if, and I needed to feel what that was and why, and then I needed to go to her and say, Okay, <laughs> this is the feeling I had, but that takes a very strong foundation right. because it's hard to walk up to somebody and say, like, it's hard to have a conversation. Hey, baby, you're so sexy, so hot. God, I want to be with you, but I also want to be with her. <laughs> I mean, that's a hard conversation to have. I would right. summarize the initial thought after you have the initial thought and you kind of want to go through with this. It's got to be introspection because you got to know yourself and what yep. you're okay with. Yep. Uh, communication, yep. honesty, and flexibility. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that sums it up right there. Perfect. At the end of the day. Yep. You do you, but with all of that. Those are the four cornerstones. (laughs) Let's build this house on top of it. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. 
please make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast channel. And if you love this, don't forget to leave a rating and review. To connect with us and ask questions, visit us at goodbadhorrible.com. <laughs>